0: 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Am I Allowed to Like Anything, the podcast that talks to people about their work, their lives, how they are maintaining their optimism in this world, and what they are loving in culture right now. I'm your host, Darian Simone Harvin, and it's been a few weeks, but I am happy to say that I have successfully moved to Los Angeles. And... It's different, for sure, but I'm staying really open to change and weird experiences and exchanges, which I have definitely encountered since I've been here. But I mean, I ate Thanksgiving dinner outside with friends this year, something I've never done before because I've lived on the East Coast where it's been freezing during this time. So, you know, I'm happy to say that change is good when you decide to do a thing and move across the country and boss up on your own life. So I uh, highly recommend. So before we get started, there are two things I want to tell you. First, if you are going to South by Southwest next year in 2018, I will see you there because Am I Allowed to Like Anything has been selected to record a live episode on their podcast stage and I'm so excited about this. I'm in the planning phases of figuring out who my guests are going to be and the format and I have a feeling that this is something I can make really dope. Secondly, I have partnered with Kickstarter with about 100 other creators on their new initiative called Drip. It's a new tool that gives a platform for creators to fund their projects through the ongoing support of people who love their work. Since I created a Mylots like anything, I've been running it independently, definitely with some help interspersed, and I've built a consistent listenership. I've also learned a lot about the communities who are interested in the work that I'm interested in and find important. But I found myself also hitting this wall. You know, although I'm able to maintain my podcast by doing all of my own booking and producing and editing, I need to bring on other people to collaborate with. And so my intent is to use this backing to build a small team of a producer and intern to book studio time, to buy equipment, and financially support the platforms that my podcast lives on. For a monthly contribution, there comes perks such as discounts for future live shows, merch that I'm currently working on and working with a designer with mock-ups on, and just advanced announcements on guests and news that will be published to the Drip page. It's D- Dot RIP slash Darian, and there's also this info in the podcast information. and Check it out. This is essentially a way for you to contribute to my labs like anything monthly. And if you have any questions at all, you can always email me at Darian at the scene.co. All right, so let's get into this episode. I spoke with Brianna Owens. Brianna is a spin instructor, and she's also the founder of Spiked Spin. Her mission really goes beyond wanting to help people feel good and empowering them, which is, I think, what all fitness instructors want to do. But she also wants to create a space for people who are typically left out of the very expensive boutique fitness scene, people of color. I actually met Brianna at one of her very own classes. And once I was able to really be around her energy and to hear a little bit more about her vision, I knew that this was someone who I wanted to speak to more in depth. So we talk about how Spiked Spin is more broadly a lifestyle brand and how hip-hop cycling classes are only the beginning for her, the different levels of friendships, and why we are really into the idea of being the best versions of ourselves right now. If you love this episode, rate it, subscribe it, but most importantly, tell a friend. And of course, always join the conversation using the hashtag A-I-A-T-L-A.
0: And if there's anything that you want to ask me, like don't feel scared to. Okay, cool. There's nothing off the table with me. Why is that? Um
1: You're like a very open honest person. Yeah,
0: it is. I don't know why I'm that way. I think that I'm probably that way because I don't have any reservations or fear of like what someone else can do to me or think of me. It's mm. like when I, I, I feel make the decisions, same way. yeah, when I make a decision, I'm very comfortable with it, so it's like what else can we do after this (laughs) first of
1: all i hate to be like when's your birthday but when's your birthday july 29th i'm a leo you're leo okay Mm -hmm. i'm a sagittarius so maybe that has nothing to do with it anyways i'm the same way yeah and there are so few things that i'm afraid of and to me even when i make mistakes i just learn from them and i don't even let other people make me feel bad about my mistakes same because I know my intentions are good. I'm not out here exactly. trying to harm someone. Exactly. Like if I make a spelling error on a an account with a million followers, like I'm just gonna fucking delete it and yeah, start over and move, on. and move
0: on with my life. Like or I might even retweet it. Like oops, guys, here we <laughs> right. are. Right? Like no,
1: honestly, first of all, I'm the queen of of like typos in my tweets and honestly I've I've just kept them and I'll do like an asterisk. This is my
0: life. This is who I am. I mean, the president makes mistakes so who are we not to?
1: Oh my God. <laughs> I like want to cry right now. Also okay, we can't even talk about that honestly. This is like all about things we like. Let's uh, keep the vibe. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's keep the vibe. Let's keep the vibe. Brianna Owens. Brianna Owens. Hi, I'm so Hi. glad that you're here.
0: Me too. Thank you for having
1: me. I first of all, I want people to know that a lot of times I I'll bring on friends or people who I kind of like like I'm acquaintances with, and we met at your spin class. Yes. Spiked spin.
0: Yes.
1: Which is how would you describe? Would you describe spiked? Because it's like it's not a, a brick and mortar yet, but this is a kind of spin class that you hold at a different gyms.
0: Right. So the ultimate goal is obvious. So the ultimate goal is to actually create a conglomerate of fitness experiences with minorities in mind. That's Mm. the highest goal. Okay, conglomerate. A conglomerate of other brands. So not only Spiked. Um, So the way that I approach it and think of it is that Spiked Spin is basically our launch brand. It's the first one that we're introducing into the space, into the fitness world. And I think that it's, Beyond the brick and mortar, which is fine because a spin class is a spin class. So what I like to focus on is bringing people into a room and setting the experience to remove any doubts, remove the thoughts about this is hard, this is difficult. Like, yeah, all that's fine. But the main goal is to just complete it and go hard for yourself. Amazing. That's it. So
1: I met you because I went to one of your classes through Kayla Walker- who is my mentor, Yes, and uh, I've been following you on Instagram, and I was finally like, I need to have this on my podcast, because not only are you hustling, as the kids say, (laughs) but you have a vision. Yes. And so, and you also have an optimistic, I think, outlook on life, and- the expectations of others and what you know that they can do with their bodies with their minds because of this is all taken back now because you're like first of all I'm not really afraid of anyone (laughs) second of all I'm not afraid of making mistakes and when something is done is done and like those are actually in my opinion the traits of someone who's very optimistic about life and the things
0: that they can do I am optimistic I I won't say that I've always been
1: Mm -hmm. and I don't want to
0: sit here and pretend like I was born like this or that it was easy right But once I came to this space, I'm like, why the hell would I ever live any other way? This is amazing. Like, it feels so good to be in this space and to just look at life and look at everything really through a positive perspective. Yeah.
1: Okay. So talk to me about how
0: you grew up. Um, So I'm originally from Queens and when I was in seventh grade I moved to Maryland and when I was in 11th grade I moved to Atlanta well to Gwinnett County Georgia and um, I, I like to lead with that because I have always been exposed to different people different lifestyles and I think that has a lot to do with me seeing and understanding that the main connection between everything from where I live so I think my life progressively got better in terms of like socioeconomics that's if, good you, you know you how many brothers and sisters do you have i have two younger brothers okay um and they were born one in maryland one in georgia so okay like, as we were and and who raised you my mom's pred- okay i mean both my parents both your parents yeah okay, but cool. i lived with my mom full time so. okay cool um but yeah my dad has always been there as well um and yeah so i grew up in queens like we lived in an apartment then we moved to maryland we lived in a townhouse and then we moved to georgia we moved to a house literally my life just like kept elevating in those terms but I feel like even beyond the material things I think just growing up around all these different types of people I have met so many people from so many walks of life so yeah. many backgrounds um, and the one thing that we all have in common is that we are all on this journey of like good and bad that's what the only thing that? that links us Yeah. Okay, so it's like that? no matter if I was in the poorest neighborhood or the richest community um everyone had problems and everyone had good days that that's universal and even though like when you're in one place so if you're maybe when I was in Queens and I'm like looking up to TV I'm like oh my gosh these people look perfectly then I moved to this neighborhood where it's supposed to be quote unquote like so good and everyone's happy and they have money and I'm like these people are effed up too so It's not about that. It it really just lets you know that, like, the human experience is really a journey of good and bad and people's reactions to those things.
1: Yeah. One of my big things, and I I hate to quote Oprah, well, I love to quote (laughs) Oprah, is that, and I believe in this, and I feel like I've experienced this, I've watched this play out before my eyes, is people just want to feel seen and heard. Yes and i want to feel seen and heard, and yes. that's kind of i feel like the journey that we're all like subconsciously on yeah well not maybe all of us but i don't know like that i think that's a part of the human experience too like you i, I want to be like i want you to hear me you want me to hear you yeah. you know and like the i don't know to me the like the more that we can do that i think the better off we are actually i'm not 100 percent for sure about that but. <laughs> But, okay, okay, so how was it, did you mind moving? Like, for me, I lived in the same home, like, my
0: entire life. Which is, like, the case with everyone else that I know.
1: Really? I feel like I have a a lot of people. people. I'm, like,
0: always the odd one in my friends (laughs) who, literally, all of, at least have lived in maybe, like, one or two places, and the second place was, like, the majority of their life. I moved at, like, very key times, like, junior year of high school. No No. one would want to move then. Right. You are, like, established in school. Right. You're going into your junior year. You're choosing colleges, and my mom's like, "Oh yeah, we're moving." Insane. <laughs> I was How like, "How did it make you? Did it make you hate her?" You? I honestly was like, "All right, girl, let's go."
1: Hey. And that's
0: I'm telling. It's something wrong with me. Like <laughs> I literally. I mean, now that I'm thinking about this and I'm reflecting because I never have to do this mm-hmm. other than like when I'm talking to you right now, but yeah. I really was just like, "Okay, I'm gonna be fine." And she asked me. She's like, "You know." We can think about, we can figure out if we need to stay. But my mom, like, really felt something that was, like, we needed to go. And I was just like, let's Let's go. go. I trust you. And I think it was the best decision.
1: That says a lot about you and your relationship with your mom.
0: She's my girl. She's my girl. I I feel
1: like you guys must look just alike.
0: Actually, I look more like my dad. Okay. But (laughs) I act exactly like my mom. Okay. Like, exact. It's kind of scary.
1: Growing up, I want to find this connection between... You, growing Mm -hmm. up, Mm -hmm. and this want to be an entrepreneur, really, starting your own spin class, I also want people to know that you also work in advertising. Yes. And so you have, like, a nine-to-five job. Yes. Looking back, do you feel like there were any connections with this journey that you're kind of now on um, that's kind of, like, manifesting through fitness?
0: So, yes and no. I mean, when I was... Eight, my grandfather, my mom's father, is an entrepreneur. Cool. To the core. Mm. Like, I've never known him to work for anyone else. And even now, he just will not stop working. Like, you can try to shut him down. That's what my Ohio. grandmother is. Yes. My and grandmother owns a restaurant.
1: and like, So does my grandfather.
0: Because she wanted to own her own business and not work for anyone else. So does my grandfather. He's originally from Mississippi, like, during times of, he tells me stories about, like, picking cotton, I don't know. Um, But he was, like, really from the deep, he's from the deep, deep south. Not, like, Atlanta. I'm talking, like, even if you, when we go visit now, I'm like, oh, my God, we're in slavery. Like, it's terrible. Okay. Um, And I think him growing up in those conditions, Put a grind and a hustle in him that was like I'm never going back to that place and my children won't go to that place. Mm. So when I was growing up, I remember being eight years old, literally third grade. Me and my best friend at the time, her name is Shanae. Was Shanae, is Shanae. Um, we would stand outside of the restaurant during like Mother's Day or Father's Day and sell like plants and flowers, and that's probably where my hustle started. Like, okay, when I look back he even trusted me sometimes he'd be like okay you can work the register this weekend or you can like bag up the corn muffins because it's soul food so Mm -hmm. it would be like cornbread muffins and yeah (laughs) so he would be like you can bag up the cornbread muffins like different things that were of ownership and I was like literally 8 years old and had responsibility right and you owned it space in the restaurant I also did the cash register in my
1: grandmother's restaurant too I used
0: to be like and like now when I think about it I'm like wow you really trusted me to be 10 years old handling (laughs) like I was in 5th grade like yes $8 thank you you know (laughs) (laughs) like checking out customers and I'm sure these people were thinking what the heck but for my grandfather it was just like natural he trusted me and he allowed me to do it and so from then I wouldn't say that I was really like ever wanting to be an entrepreneur but I always kind of had those like moments and experiences throughout the rest of my life and then in terms of fitness my mom was a dancer so she always um put me in like dance programs and then I ran track. So I've always been fit. My mom is like crazier than me. She's actually who put into my mind the awareness of like, this is what you are more prone to based on our background. This is what Mm. like your grandmother, her sisters, your cousins, these people are dealing with and I want to try to avoid that. So she tried to make healthier decisions and then I probably have just like taken it to the next level. Yeah
1: what's your background? Like, can you tell me a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So my mom's biological father is Panamanian. Okay. Her mother's black from Alabama. Okay. And my dad's father is black from Chicago. And my mom and his mother is black from South Carolina. So I'm really black. I mean, at the end of the day, right. I'm black. Yeah. Um, But the grandfather that I was telling you, he's my mom's like, I would never call him a stepdad. But that's I got the world's title for it. Okay, but he's my grandpa. And like I said, he's from Mississippi. So everyone is pretty much from the south. (laughs) A bunch of black people from the south, except my grandfather, who's Panamanian, who's also very much in my life. So I spent like summers in Panama and summers in Mississippi. So like that would be (laughs) life. (laughs) That's a weird mix. But that's that's... I don't think that's weird. I think That's life. (laughs) That's that's who we are. Like, yeah, it sounds crazy when I'm laying it all out right now. But that's what it is. Where do I want to go from here? I have so many I have so many questions now.
1: Okay, so you moved around. You went to Hampton University. Yep. Did you like
0: it? I did.
1: <laughs> y'all, I just looked at her
0: like eyeball emoji because she gave me the I did. I need y'all to see Darian's. She's like so good. She just doesn't know what to ask me next. Her face is like, what? What? This is not... <laughs> no, nothing I'm giving her is what she's expecting. The thing is, is I'm <laughs> learning about you in real time, yeah. right? Yeah. Because
1: i i i've said this in, in past episodes it's not like you have a wikipedia page yet right. or it's not like you have a bunch of interviews about yourself yet where i can research you in this way yeah so i'm like actively thinking okay what am i about to ask this girl next so
0: we can look back in 10 years and you're like i did it first exactly like, That's th- it. this is literally this the whole <laughs> point this is, is the whole point, the whole point. yeah <laughs> we'll both look back and you're like i had her first exactly google top of the <laughs> list honey
1: am i allowed to like anything <laughs> brianna owens you see my, you see my master
0: plan. I see you, girl. Okay, okay. So let's get back to this Hampton point. You said I did. So Hampton for me was an awesome experience. I would not have changed it. I did leave for a year, okay. so that might cool. give you.
1: A, I took a leave of absence from school, and I wouldn't have went back if I wouldn't have had to. Anyways, yeah, like, like I, mean. I left
0: for, <laughs> I left for a year because I think I was just overwhelmed by the experience. It is a. You know, a lot of people go to Hampton or to historically black colleges in general who say they either, A, come from predominantly white schools, Mm -hmm. so they want to have, like, the black experience. Some people, they're, you know, generational. There are a lot of different reasons why people go to HBCUs. And the positive side of Hampton, I learned so much about black culture, who I am as a woman, who I want to be as a woman. I think a lot of that was poured into me at Hampton. Like, a lot of the history that I know about our community— I definitely got from Hampton. So on the flip side, while we like to think that everything is cool and everyone's friends, I think that there were, like, it made it a point where we're all black, so now we have to find other things in common. And that's tricky because, like, when you're in predominantly white situations and you're the three black people, you're going to click. Right. Like, You have to. You have to. Because that's where, that's your comfort zone.
1: But there's no black table
0: at Hampton University. There we go. So you have to find other things in common. And so. So, but isn't that a good thing though? I loved it. Yeah. It's just, it was just a new part of my journey. So those were the hard days where it's like, okay, what? what do we talk about what do i like why do i really like you why do you really like me like mm-hmm. you have to really learn who you are who you want to be like do i want to hang out with them because do i want to be doing these types of things because they're cool you know like
1: i see what you're saying the
0: it changes and you learn new things about yourself in a in a real way because yeah. you can't any you can't just rest on like you're my girl because we're the three black people here yeah. it's like You're my girl because I love your values. I like what you stand for. I like what you're doing. And I'm not very good at, like, this. I, like, go deeper. Mm -hmm. Or this being surface relationships. But I've learned to be better about it. But initially I wasn't good at it.
1: I have actually never thought of, like, black friendships that way before. (laughs) Not that I don't agree with you. I do agree with you, but I've never... I guess because I, I went to a predominantly white school, so, like, I was... Friends, most certainly friends with the black kids there, but also I had lots of white friends. And so I've never been, but now I kind of actually feel like, especially living in Brooklyn in New York, where I feel like most of my friends are black. Yeah. Uh, But also it's different because like you're choosing your friends in a different way when you're out of college. When you're in
0: college, it's almost like everyone is in one you're place. In a it's not exactly like when you're in New York. If you just meet a girl and like right now, I'm like, oh, yeah. Darian is cool. Yeah, this is a connection that we're making. Versus right. if we're in a controlled environment with this same set of people all the time. Yeah, you have to find other reasons to like each other. Okay, it can't just be like you live on C Hall and I live on C Hall. It's like okay, now what? Yeah, for me at least, because right. I'm very. I told you at the beginning, like I'm very much like okay, they like I don't want to do that. So. That's not going to be
1: for you're me not going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that's how women in your third. That's how you get when you get in your thirties. Like, the, like <laughs> I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy. It's like, it's like, I'm almost thirty. Are you older? I'm you? twenty-eight. Okay, cool. I'm twenty-six. Yeah. Well, I, I only mention that because I noticed from women who I know who are either thirty and basically the older you get, the less you care about what people think. Mm-hmm. All, but also in addition to that, the less you you do of what you don't want to do. Yes. I'm kinda like that way now, but it's chill.
0: I think I'm that way until I talk to my grandma. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, you do you, it does. You really don't you do it shit. Really? <laughs> Our goals. Like, yeah. this is really what I'm trying to get to. I yeah. think I'm like so independent and grown. And then she like says something, and I'm like, Really, girl? Like, that's what we're doing? Okay. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so how long have you been living in New York? I've been in New York since 2012. So okay. five years. Okay. And
1: actually, I want to back up a little bit. You said something, and I want to touch on it. Okay. You said that you like to go deeper with people, Mm -hmm. that you're not a service level person. Mm -hmm. Tell me, I sometimes find it very hard to, number one, figure out the other people who, like, really like to go deeper and just, like, get to the point beyond the what-do-you-do. Actually, kind of like the what-do-you-do question because what I do is actually, like, kind of who I am in a way. Uh So it's chill for me. Uh But it's like... (laughs) How do you, f- how do you have conversations with people or figure out who wants to go deeper? Like, how do you identify those people? How do you start a conversation when you want to go deeper with someone?
0: I probably ask questions that don't need to be asked. Like, like what? I jump right in. Like, even mm-hmm. when I met you today. It doesn't take, a, I don't need the warm, like, I'm just like, let's go to the deep end. Yeah. So once I talk to you, I can tell right away from what you're giving me, if you're someone that I want to, like, continue to have a conversation with. I see. Or if I'm going to be like, okay, it was such a great time, it's a pleasure meeting you and move on. And, yeah. like, now that I'm older, I've learned that it's great to have, honestly, it's great to have someone that you can just call and be like, hey, girl, let's get coffee. Right. Right. Everybody does not need to know your deepest secrets. And that's okay. But, like, somewhere in my life when I was younger, I thought that, like, oh, my God, you have to give me all of your loyalty and, like, know my secrets. And in real life, it's like, girl, let's have a latte. Let's talk about this bag. Boom. That's, that's where we are. Right. And then I have my girl that's like, Girl, this dude has me, you know. And then yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, my grandma's going through this. It's levels, right? And yeah, that's right. and that's cool. And that's that good. it took me a long time to learn that. I probably missed out on a lot of cool people because they weren't as open up front as I was. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So.
1: So okay, so let me get back to my first question. How long have you been living in New York? Five years. Okay. Where were you living before, after you graduated from Hampton? I moved immediately you to You moved New York. immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm thinking about your timeline. Yeah. So you've been working in advertising pretty much this entire time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, it's almost six years. Yeah. Okay. I want you to close your eyes. Okay. And I want you to think about the moment that you decided that you were going to start Spike Spin, whatever that looked like maybe you didn't have a name, you just had an action mm-hmm. and you had your idea that you had been thinking about for a long time and you finally did a thing to start it. You can open your eyes. So,
0: I was... I know, I'm sitting here with my eyes closed. Tired, <laughs> Y'all honestly. can't see me. Um, but, I was teaching... When I made the decision, I was sitting at my job at my desk. A random day. I don't know what day it was, but I definitely was at my desk on Chat with Two of my friends. That's when it definitely happened for sure. I know that. Where I was in terms of like life. Yeah. I was working my full time job and but I was teaching every Sunday different cycling classes around the city. Okay and
1: so you had kind of already been trained yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure
0: Spike, so Spike spin wasn't my first time teaching yeah, yeah yeah that was like when i jumped out the window out yeah. of the window but you kind before- of like created your own exactly exactly it. before then i was teaching around the city and everyone that i was teaching i had to start like downloading music that was not on my apple music mm-hmm. i was like doing things that i'm like i don't know these songs i was like reaching out to my coworkers being like what do you like to work out to so it just didn't feel authentic to who i was got it so basically are you trying to say that you taught a lot of spin classes <laughs> with for white people is that what you're trying to say that's exactly what i'm trying to say okay, gotcha. but i just want to be politically, politically correct don't be okay so that's okay all of my playlists, all of my classes were straight up white and Asian. That's it. No black. I did not teach one black person, not a black woman, not a black man. White and Asian. And also they skewed a little bit older, honestly, which was kind of weird because it was at like gyms. So not like a boutique. Got it. um, Cycling company. I just got really. I'm like, this is not it. I love spinning and I still love teaching the classes and I love the music and I loved talking to the people after all of that excited me and it energized me right. and they loved it and they gave me great feedback. But I also started to just feel like, yo, there is this missing piece, mm-hmm. like no one is speaking to this woman. No one is thinking about this girl, this man, these people in a real way. Like, not to say that there isn't a black spin instructor at Crunch, Equinox, any gym, LA, mm-hmm. LA Fitness, I don't know. You know, wherever. There are black instructors there who are teaching classes with great music. But in terms of just a entire fitness brand that really thinks, like, you are first, it doesn't exist.
1: Mm. You are first. First of mind. Yeah. Okay. You
0: being... This black woman, this black man that doesn't necessarily have fifty dollars to spend per class. Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> or who doesn't even work a corporate job so they don't e- they're not even exposed to this. Like right. that's like, the not, reality like, of offered, it. Soul-cycle, yes. If you're classes. not living if sometimes I live in such a bubble of so many cool people who are doing so much Stuff and they're exposed to so much that I forget that there's this entire demographic of people who are left out, and that's what Spike Spin is for. It's not, it, mm-hmm. I love and I appreciate and I want it to always be for everyone, but it started with the thought in mind that, like, I want these people who no one's talking to. I that's who I want to be talking to, yeah. So I'm kind of teary eyed right now. <laughs> Shut up because <laughs> I can't, no, because <laughs> I
1: love when people talk when people talk about everyone and they include the people who we don't see in the stock images yes and who don't walk into the fit the, the the fitness boutique classes that I'm addicted to yes but also most of the people don't look like me yes and so to start something with the purpose of yeah it's like a business opportunity right yes. like you like you it, it, but it's not niche. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing is it's not niche. Right. You know, it's not like yo, I'm gonna tap into this niche audience is like, No, I wanna create a spin class for black women and men and and people of color who don't who don't have corporate jobs and but like they deserve, or they do have corporate jobs. Or they do jobs. have corporate jobs
0: because there are also the people who work at these corporate offices but they're not talking to the that group of girls who goes to soul cycle. Mm. Like this is the reality of I mean like you seem worldly and open and accepting mm-hmm. to everyone, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the reality is there are people who work at these jobs, they go, they get their check and they go home. Right. They're not building relationships with the other people that work there. They may have a child, they may have a husband, they may they may be sick, they may have a sick parent. I mean like people are going through things. Right. And everyone doesn't have time to just sit there and talk about like la 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 oh yeah, I just came from my workout class and it was awesome at seven a.m. Like And I went to sweet green after. And I went to sweet like People don't have fifty dollars to spend on a night of quote unquote fitness right it's just true, yeah, and so I'm like, you know what girl? I know you don't mm-hmm. because I know people like you my you know my mom doesn't have she's not gonna spend sixty dollars on a salad in the class she's not right, and money's not even the it's just like that's not the priority for her money, right when I have like two brothers who needs to go to college, and I need you know like right. that's not. It, how, So how much are your spin classes? So spiked spin classes are $20. Amazing. Just $20. For a single class. A simple class. A single class. $20. That's basically two Chipotle bowls. That's how I rationalize it. Yeah. And, I, and I, if I can make it less, I would. Yeah. Like I really, but I do like free rides. You do I a do, lot of yeah, different kind of. I love to because I never want to get away from what I'm learning now is that it is a business yeah and that's the reality so I still have to figure out how to like be able to grow the business and build the brand and do the the next level of what I told you I want it to be so I don't want it to be limited to just this um okay but yeah how did you get people to start coming to your classes so I started with just emailing everyone that I know cool putting it on Facebook everyday cool Emailing everyone, putting it on Facebook, telling all my friends, telling them to tell their friends. Mm-hmm. And that's word of mouth is my number one. Yeah. Um partnership rides. Okay. So like um, anything that I did with like Kayla or Melanie or um another group called Hair on Purpose or um I did one for with Daniqua from Lit Brooklyn mm-hmm. and um Damali. Whose organization is Petals and Bells? Yes, and all of those different. Oh, I did one with Sasso. I mean, there's a ton that I've been doing. Yeah, um, and, and it's just you. Or do you have anyone helping you in terms of what?
1: In terms of I don't know, helping with the social media or so like in, at admin stuff, or is it just you?
0: A lot of it is me, but mm-hmm. I do have help. So, like, okay. my best friend helps, my boyfriend helps, my mom helps. Oh, cool. Um, and then, like, my friends. The hardest part for me is asking for help.
1: Me, me too. I have a lot
0: of people who, like, love me, and this has shown me that. Mm-hmm. It has shown me the people who love me and the people who I probably have distanced myself from.
1: mm I'm just shrugging my shoulders. <laughs> and are you okay with that? Was it I, hard for you? It's fine. It's fine. You know.
0: Yeah. I was going to say if I'm
1: not going to be sensitive.
0: If it was No, I am sensitive. Yes, if it was I'm, my I'm, boyfriend, I'm, my best friend, my mom, I would be hurt. Yeah. And I probably in the beginning went through days where even they hurt me because I had an I have an energy that I feel like it's difficult to match. But it's my vision. Right. And I had to kind of understand that this was given to me. So even when I'm explaining it to other people, if they don't get it, that's fine. Because it wasn't given to them. Right. It was given to me. And this is a part of my process of learning how to articulate it. Yes. And how to bring it to life. So. It's a process. It's my process. Mm-hmm. And I had to stop. I had to kind of get out of myself and out of my own way of being like, oh my god, do you not see how like crazy this is about to be? And Okay, everything you just said, tell me how you learned that. That is what I don't know. Okay. That is my difficulty in hiring another Brianna to teach. Okay, let's think about it this way. So music is like my pa- my probably my next passion. Mm-hmm. Like that's where Spike's been really. Yeah. Like, comes from. Like I'm tired of making these whack playlists, and Kanye West, right? Let's call him a genius. Oh my God. Okay, let's do Sh- it. Okay, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's call Hov a genius. He is. A, he, he is. is. He's I'm
1: not debating with you on these. Oh my God.
0: Okay. Kanye West genius. They cannot teach anyone that. You can't. I can teach you every single thing that I do. This is what I do when I go to the studio. This is what I do when I wake up in the morning. These are the points that I hit on when I'm writing. These are um, these are the key things to remind the class. These are the things to remind the writers. Those are things that can be recreated and retaught over and over. Mm -hmm. The passion and the energy I can't teach. Yeah, it can't be taught. And and that's the dilemma. And the thing—it's weird
1: to have this conversation out loud. It is. <laughs> it's really weird because it's, it's I, really weird because, in one way, it's like this could veer into sounding like incredibly pretentious, but right. that's not what it's about. But that's
0: not what it is. It's
1: about realizing that everyone is not like you. You are also not like some people in specific areas of your life and in your brain.
0: So, back to your original thing, which was like, how do you teach them? I don't want to teach anyone how to have. How to do this. Be you,
1: kind of. That's exactly it. Okay. So,
0: and I think that's the problem in the world. Right.
1: I don't want to be- Period. I don't want to be Oprah. I don't want to be Beyonce. Period.
0: I I actually think I could be Darian. Point blank. That's it. I think I could just do it. So, when you ask me a question of, like, how do you teach that? I don't know, because I probably don't want to. (laughs) Because why would I want you to be- Like, this is what we talk about, and if you come to class, like- you will know. I'm telling everyone, like, be you. Be 100% of your best self because whoever God asked you to be, called you to be, whatever you believe, the universe, whatever you, you're on right now, your mm-hmm. spirit, mm-hmm. this is who you're meant to be. Yeah. So when you, like, when I'm looking for the next instructor or other instructors, which I am right now, it's like, I have to be drawn to your energy. Right. It's not about, because like I said, how to ride, we could do that every studio, every any instructor is going to know those things. But it's like... If you're just emulating what you've seen done before, I mean, I'm just using Danico right now because that's my girl and we have these kind of conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Right now in the world, everything is so visual. A lot of things are like Instagram, online. It makes it very easy to copy and paste things. And I feel that. A lot of individuality is being lost, and we're going to, like, a whole other thing. But, like, individuality is kind of being lost in being, indi- being individuals. Like, everyone thinks they're being an individual, but it's, like, a lot of the same types of individuals, if that makes sense. Yeah. So if people just start to embrace and, like, just say, like, yo, this is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I want to do. And let that spirit come out, it makes things easier. That's what Spiked is about. It's not about you trying to be the next, like... I don't always want to teach the classes, but I want to trust that the girls that I have teaching the classes are so sure of themselves. Yeah. They're so full of love. They care so much about the next woman and the next man in that class that... And it doesn't have to be the way I care. They care in their way so much that no matter where I am, what I'm doing, I know that the people are being, like, fed. Yeah. And that's really what it's about. It's not... It's not this, like... This model of teaching you my passion. And it's also, I, I want to say something
1: else. What makes it particularly unique, you can have the passion. There are lots of people who have passions. But when you say you want to work hard, when you, when you interview someone and they say, I work hard, okay. <laughs> but then they actually work hard. Right. It's like they know how to look at a computer and like type things and get things done. Right. It's really the magic of that. Right? It's not about someone not being smart enough to be a genius or not being this or that enough. It's more about this idea of. Are you you enough? Are you you enough? Mm -hmm. I love that definition of a genius. Yeah. If you've been listening to am i allowed to like anything you know that sponsored content is far and few between on this podcast so you know that if i work with a brand on an ad of any sort i use it and rock with it and anyone who knows me knows how much i number one love music number two don't like to speak to people on the subway and number three am always looking for an amazing pair of headphones. Studio is a company that wants to revolutionize the way that people see headphones, not just as a tech device, but also as an accessory. Currently, the headphones market can offer you one of two things, style or tech, right? So fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality, and high-tech variations are bulky and not design-oriented. Studio wants to bridge the gap while emphasizing modern Scandinavian design. So they sent me a pair of their Regent headphones, an on-ear model. With 24 plus hours of active battery life and 20 days of standby life, the Regent is the perfect companion for me and probably for you at home or on the go. It will connect to any device that has Bluetooth, which is a major key. And But there is also an auxiliary cord if you don't want the wireless option. You can also personalize your region interchangeable caps with a white or black marble design. Am I allowed to like anything listeners will receive a 15% discount if they buy a pair of studio headphones by plugging in the promo code A-I-A-T-L-A. The link is in this week's episode description as well. All right, now let's get back into this episode. Let's talk about the world a little bit. I asked you <laughs> to tell me what you're paying attention to right now that you're that you're loving. It could be something in music, film, fashion, maybe another work, fitness person, another class that you really enjoy. I just kind of want to have some discussions around some things that we're actually really
0: liking. Two things are on my mind right now. One is like I'm loving this like skin <laughs> Grace. I told you this when I came in. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's becoming, especially, like, after this dev thing. Oh, speaking of that, I love how, like, being black is so lit. That's, like, being a black woman is even, like, when you're black, it's like, oh, damn, you're lit. But then when you're, like, I'm a black woman, it's like, oh, wow. Like, everyone is supporting. Everyone is jumping out of the window. Yeah. Well... Not everyone, but
1: if you get yourself <laughs> to a place... It's not everyone. It's not everyone, but... Okay,
0: I'm not going to make that generalization, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, like, know, I know
1: exactly what you're saying. It's an exciting time. Like, it's an exciting time. I talked to, actually, my one of my really good friends, Alex Wolf, who is... She's a creative strategist. She's...
0: I'm familiar. Yes. She's oh, dope.
1: Yeah, she's really mm-hmm. dope. Um, studies a lot about marketing. She goes... This is the best time to be a black woman right now, honestly.
0: Feels good. Feels good. Thank you, Alex.
1: Thank you. You got it. Like, yes, honey. That but feels good. It feels good. Like point blank. Period. There's no. There's no caveat, if-ands or buts no. about. I mean, there there are there are most certainly some caveats, but what I'm trying to say is like I live in this space where it's so good to be a black woman, and I'm a black woman who feels that. Yeah, that good energy, despite all of so much hate and i'm yeah. just happy i'm in a space where i'm navigating it in a way that allows me to become a genius yes you know you're a genius so okay so okay so go back to what okay so
0: i'm feeling um tomorrow i'm going to this event called culture con oh i'm like really into oh yes this whole like this has lately been my um My vibe is, like, to put myself in uncomfortable situations, so I've been going to, like, a ton of these events alone, Mm. which forces me to, like, say what's up and, like, have that conversation. You look uncomfortable people. right now. It's very uncomfortable about it. for me um <laughs> to just it's like I told you like if we're if it were one on one I'm jumping in. Right. But if it's like 30 people around, I'm just like, okay, who do I like who's going to come up to me? Who am I going to up to? Like that awkward and then once that's done, like I I'm good. But yeah. it's just that first like I'm by myself, who do I speak to? Yeah. Um also I'm really into the, like, relationship craze that's happening right now, I feel like it's bubbling. Wait, what relationship craze are you talking about? Okay, like, (laughs) it's cool to be in, okay, and this might be, like, people might judge me, but I'm always, like, looking at Baller Alert, and they're, like, Baller Fit Couples. And every day there's so many, like, people who are embracing because I remember. Really, I'm saying, like, celebrities. This is, like, a thing now because when I was younger, the only thing was, like, guys being, like, Big Pimpin right that was my grown up like Jay-Z was big pimpin' hove, yeah, like now the kids are getting four 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 hold right, so he said in the tone, I feel a lot of it comes from him and like Will Smith and all these people who've been married forever I see who are now like i'm grown I'm grown now, but like when I was growing up thirteen, that wasn't what guys were being told to do, right wait, so what's this hashtag at baller Alert? ballerific couples
1: baller of fit ballerific. ballerific ballerific couples yes. That's cool, honestly. I like that. You don't that. follow Baller Alert? I don't follow Baller Alert only because, no, <gasps> see, listen. I knew I was going to be judged, guys. I knew. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, no, no, listen. <laughs> the shade room, the Baller Alert, I go to it religiously. I just can't have it on my timeline because the way that that algo is set up, uh-huh. it just, like, is a bunch of shit I don't want to see. But, like. Um, oh, my God.
0: I'm one of those people. I won't follow in a minute.
1: Like, yeah, anyway. but but no, I'm I'm so here for Shade Room. I'm so here for Baller Alert. Yeah. I'm even kind of here for World Star.
0: Anyways, I don't follow those ones, but I do follow Baller Alert. I follow Shade Room. <laughs> Shade Room is like my bread and butter. Yeah, I just your can't follow. Yeah. You can't follow too many of them. Yeah, you can't follow Same. too many. of like, them. Like I'll check in on Shade Room if like someone tags me in it and like wants me to see something <laughs> crazy that's happening. Um, yeah, but Baller Alert is the one that I follow. Okay, and I think that that's cute. I think that this like. I like companionship, and I've been in a relationship for a long time. So. Yeah, like
1: how many years have you been in a relationship? Seven. And you met your boyfriend in college? Yes.
0: Whew. Yes.
1: One piece of relationship advice, because I know that people are going to want to hear it.
0: Do you? It's my <laughs> same advice that I give to your regular life. Do that in your relationship. Don't change who you are. Oh, don't okay. change who they are. And don't make your relationship what people say it should be. So, like, seven years, everyone's asking us, like, oh, when's the marriage? Mm-hmm. when's the babies and I'm like oh my god like I don't even want to do laundry am I really ready to like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are things that he and I discuss and it's cool to to like be able to just be that regular with someone right and not feel the need to take steps that we're not ready for yeah
1: so are you are you on a panel at culture con? no I'm just you're going just gonna go supporting cool. yeah, that I believe is culture con is put on by the, Cre- a creative, the creative society yeah yep. with imani Ellis mm-hmm. uh I think you're been a part of
0: it I feel like it who
1: Amanda I feel like it Amanda I think so. I know so many Amanda's, anyway. I'm, no, I'm curious. Anyways, yeah. the shout out to them because they really created an amazing, positive, cool movement.
0: I, I love the positivity movement. Like, all of that. All of that.
1: Yeah. Are you into sneakers? Yeah. So, I really love sneakers. I used to buy a bunch of sneakers, but I stopped when I was in college because I put a bunch of my stuff in storage when I went to go study abroad, including a ton of Jordans and the storage facility burned down, oh my God, and my af- worst and after that, I was like, honestly, I just give up. I don't even want to do this any longer. Mm-hmm. I do love sneakers when i when when I can get a dope pair, and a movement that's been going on for a while that I really, really enjoy is when these bigger sneaker brands actually like collaborate with small sneaker boutiques, mm-hmm. so we'll see like the kith collaborations mm-hmm. with Nike and Recently, Epitome, which is a sneaker store in Atlanta, mm-hmm. did a collaboration with Reebok. Mm-hmm. And I really, really love their shoe. I thought it was really awesome. Actually, that's what's in that bag.
0: Oh, they are so fly. They're super fly. Yeah.
1: But I was invited to... Who? Sorry, who was the collaboration with Reebok and who? In a, an Epitome ATL. Oh, I Epidemi don't know, know Epitome, but those and, sneakers are fly. And uh, the business is actually run by um, Mart- Martina McFly. She's a DJ okay. and she also owns this sneaker store in Atlanta with her husband. And it's also an opportunity for them to like reinvent their yes. shoe. Yes. You know? And so, anyways, shout out to Epinomy Times Reebok and yes. their sneaker that they just came out so with. So fly. And I'm really, really glad that I have a pair. <laughs> uh, shout out to Sandrine Charles. Shout out to Martine McFly. Um, in shout out, just living and being in New York and being able to just have access to things like that. Yeah. It's something I don't take for granted. Yeah. So it's not like I'm an influence out here with like 10 plus K followers and like <laughs> people are sending me shit all the time. Those are hot though. So I've been
0: seeing them all over Instagram today and I was like,
1: have you? Yeah.
0: Okay. So let's
1: get into the plus one segment. All right. Shout out a person, place, thing, experience that you are really loving right now. Tell me.
0: All right, so I'm really loving Melanie White. Do you know her? No. So she's a mompreneur, and she went to Hampton. And I am really loving Melanie because right now I feel like I'm seeing the fruits of her labor. Mm. So a lot of people might just follow her on Instagram, and they may not— know much about her and even I was not like very close with Melanie at all um what's her
1: Instagram handle by the way just Melanie White uh
0: I think hold on and her Instagram is Mel R White cool and she has this perfect daughter Andrew
1: (gasps) Andrew as a girl's name oh my god Andrew Marie she's
0: like literally the best thing and makes me want to have a baby tomorrow Oh, she She's is. the first child that has ever made me want to get pregnant tonight.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, wait. So let's get, okay. So you, I, I kind of derailed you because now we're looking at her Instagram yeah. feed and we're so distracted and it's good. This is good. Oh, this is good. But
0: I'm willing to give Melanie this shout out and she, because, not willing, I wanted to give this to her because she has been hustling before this was cool. Before the whole like I'm an Instagram influencer, I'm a whatever. She like had this jewelry line when we were in school and I remember like people being like, Oh my god, what does she do? Like how is she and she has always just believed in herself. And now and that was like back in the day, like probably two thousand twelve, you know, like this mm-hmm. has been like five, six years um that I've seen her hustling like this and now I just feel like she's shining. Amazing. Like I just feel like she's shining. Every time I see her talk to her, she's like just like owning she's just such a like badass mom, badass woman, and she's just like owning all of her all of her stuff and like her businesses and she's just hustling. Like and I love it. Yeah. I can't knock like can't knock it. I cannot knock her. I'm like so proud of her. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, we're not, like, some close, like, oh, you're my best friend. I'm not giving her a shout-out for that. I'm literally giving her a shout-out, like, woman-to-woman. I'm into what you're doing, and it's inspiring. And it lets you know that when you stay the course, because there are so many people who have started stuff, and I always tell people, like, I personally am not into, like, a launch party. Me
1: either. Maybe, like, like a launch once (laughs) it's when we i when i have something to celebrate maybe that's that's me but and like, i'm not knocking it like yeah. because
0: you need to celebrate everyone and if right. launching for you was a win because you probably you could have been procrastinating and you could have worked really hard to get to that moment that's fly and that's dope but for me i know that i'm a starter so my moment of like celebration is the continuation. Yeah. That like that milestone of like I started it and like do I keep going? Yeah. Or when it's hard, do I say like fuck this, I have a good job and Yeah, I don't really <laughs> have to do this. <laughs> like oh, that's Lord. that's my balance. So cool. yeah. Okay. Well my
1: sometimes my guests have like better plus ones than me or no more wholesome ones <laughs> and I'm like, fuck man, what am I Why? gonna say? But okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with mine. I am really enjoying the Dissect Podcast. Okay. You're gonna I'm be nothing. you're gonna be obsessed with this. Okay. So Dissect is a podcast created and hosted by Cole Kuchna. And each season mm-hmm. he takes the entire season to dissect a new rap album. At least he's been doing rap for now.
0: That's amazing. And so, I'm gonna be obsessed.
1: Yeah. So basically it's a long form music analysis. Broken into short, digestible episodes. This is the description of his podcast.
0: Why do you not think that's wholesome? That's amazing. It, you're right. You're it's right. So it is, necessary. That's fucking wholesome, dude. That is. Oh my god. That's so necessary. So
1: first season he did Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly. The latest season is Kanye West My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh god, are one one you my, kidding me? That's
0: one of my favorite albums. And you know what? That the, Kanye doesn't even like that album. He
1: doesn't. That's like my. It's my favorite it's album. Such a good album. My god. And. I think I loved it. I'm actually not I'm not fully through the Kanye season yet. Okay. But I love how he's narrating the entire thing. But he really tells the story as opposed to kind of like interjecting himself into the story. Mm-hmm. He really tells Kanye's story in a way that I think is fair mm-hmm. and real and doesn't try to shy away from... Kanye's faults, but also, like, brings them into context with his wins and and, and, uh, and the things that happen in his life. So
0: he brings in real-life Kanye examples into yeah. the album. Yeah. And and, okay. and then he
1: also does like, the actual music. Like, he he breaks down what a sample is. Okay. And I just really appreciated that because it was like, I can tell someone what a sample is. I know what right. samples are. But he teaches you what a sample is in a way right. that makes you feel like you could teach someone else right. what a sample is. Right. So anyways, shout out to Cole Kuchna. Uh, I, I think he's doing a really cool thing. I have put mad people on his podcast because I really like it.
0: I really love both of our plus ones. Yeah. I'm about to go listen to his podcast.
1: Exactly. I'm like an ambassador for his podcast, <laughs> no, basically. That looks good.
0: Yeah. Brianna, this was
1: amazing. I really
0: appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you. And I wish you all the best with everything you're doing. Thanks.